This is Business Savvy Mama episode number 50. Five questions with side hustle strategist and mom entrepreneur, Holly Haynes. Welcome to the Business Savvy Mama podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lingo. As a two-time mom and two-time entrepreneur, I know that being business savvy as a mom entrepreneur is more than the marketing and the sales. That is why I specialize in helping moms find fun, fulfillment, and happiness in their work, family, and selves through time management, productivity, and mindset strategies. I want you to be a business savvy mama too. So let's dive into today's topic. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday, and Thursdays, we always talk with a mom entrepreneur, and today my guest is side hustle strategist Holly Haynes. How are you today, Holly? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Thank you. This is going to be super fun. Holly and I, I think we connected via Instagram, but then discovered we actually live in the same city, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's such a small world. A small, very big world, right? Especially when you start to add social media into it. So Holly has a lot of balls up in the air. She juggles a lot and she is really, really good at what she does. And so we are going to dive into how she helps people with their side hustle here in a minute. But before we do that, Holly, can you tell me a little bit about your interests and your family and what you do besides all the amazing (laughs) stuff you do on Instagram? Yeah, thank you. So I'm in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I have twin girls who are seven. I also have a stepdaughter who lives in Austin. She's in law school. And let's see, what do I do for fun? So I, I do work full time and manage my side hustle, but I'm pretty into... not as an expert, but I really do love focusing on sort of wellness and self-care. And so if I have a free moment, I'm probably doing yoga or running, um, which during COVID has been sort of like my escape, which has been nice, even in the cold weather. We love to do crafts at our house. We're pretty DIY. There's lots of glitter and glue and all kinds of things everywhere. And I'm a big music fan. Taylor Swift's new album is out. I'm probably going to sound old for saying that I listened to that. Um, But I really do love like a good, like full album that you can listen to, like start to finish. Um, And so there's usually music playing in the background or uh, we're watching some like, you know, rock documentary on Netflix. So not a lot of free time, but when I do have free time, that's what we're doing. That's amazing though. And I love that even as busy as you are, which anybody that follows her on Instagram will see, like literally this woman is going like 18 hours a day. You find time for yourself and for the wellness, which is, I think, so important. And I think a practice that many moms, many mom entrepreneurs, many working moms, many stay-at-home moms don't emphasize enough. So I think that it's really great that that was one of the first things out of your mouth was this idea of wellness and finding a little bit of time for yourself. Yeah, that's been like a huge pillar for both me and uh, my business because, I mean, you can't go full speed all the time. And so I really found after having my twins, I had to find time to do something for myself. I'm also an Enneagram three, which means I recharge through like quiet (laughs) and that doesn't happen very often. And so I have to find that quiet through like working out or listening to music or something that like will recharge me so I can keep going. Oh man. So many pieces just fell into place when you told me you were an Enneagram three. I understand you (laughs) so much better now. (laughs) Right. I love that test. It's amazing. It is. It it really does tell you a lot about yourself. And I love it for other people too, because it helps me 
figure out how to, how to work with clients, work with my spouse, you know, because I know yeah. what makes them tick. So I think that that's, that's great. So you did mention your business a little bit. We're going to dive into that yeah. here. What is it that you do exactly as a side hustle strategist and why did you choose it? Yeah, good question. So I call myself the side hustle strategist mainly because I am one. Uh, so I do work full time for a nonprofit. I have a 20 year uh, strategic consulting background and I started my first business in network marketing. I ended up building a sort of decent sized team by, I don't want to say accident, but I really wasn't planning on doing that. Um, and sort of along the way, people kept asking me like, well, how are you building this and working full time? And at the time my twins were like 18 months old. And then they kept asking me, well, how are you scaling? How are you building, you know, systems that are supporting you to do this? And so I just started answering what people were asking me. And so my side hustle strategy is really thinking about that long-term business strategy. So, so many of us who have a side hustle think about like, what are we going to get done the next day? Or what are we going to get done the next week? We very often do not think about what we're going to do in the next three to five years. Like, what does that look like? And I found myself thinking like, can I really do this for five years? Like, can you really keep up what you're doing for five years? And so I started developing systems to help me do more with less so that I could focus on all the fun things we just talked about. And then I really learned how to dial in my social media strategy, because as we know, social media can be like a huge time suck. It could be really fun and motivating as well, but I wanted to make sure that it was a positive experience for me. And then I just sort of started teaching what I was doing, which has allowed me then to build my strategy coaching business. I really love that idea of thinking long-term. That's something that has been a focus for me this year. My Actually, my word for 2020, so we're recording this before the end of the year, but my word for 2020 was focus. And that was one thing that really resonated with me was this idea of you can just kind of put stuff out there and see what sticks, or you can think about what your long-term goal is and then work back. And then all of your marketing and your products filters towards that one end goal. And it feels so aligned and right. easy. Like yeah. I, you can do it the other way and I have done it the other way, but the, yeah. but thinking about that long-term goal, which I think, especially when you're first starting out in a business, it's really hard to kind of see the big picture because you're so in the trenches. You're so just trying to figure out what it is that you're doing. But I love that you emphasize that from the very beginning, this idea of what are you going to do a year from now, five years from now, and then making sure that everything aligns with that so that you're not wasting your time and your energy. Like you said, you don't have time to waste. You right. have to be focused. You have to make every minute count. So I love that you're able to do that. And I think that that leads very naturally into our next question, which is where do you feel like you really thrive as a business owner? I would say strategy and systems. So I, I think my strategy is just because that's what I've done for so long in corporate. But when I really flipped the model and said, okay, if I'm doing this for Fortune 500 companies, why can't I do it for like rock star business owners, specifically women who I would love to help way more than somebody who probably doesn't <laughs> even know I'm helping them in like a big, huge company. So I'm really good at, at sort of mapping all the things out. And then I really like productivity and setting up systems. I feel like it has saved me both as a mom and a business owner. And even in my career, I mean, we have like a system or a routine for everything. 
And a lot of times people are like, well, that's so structured. Like, how do you do that? And I was like, well, I get way more done. And then I plan time where I'm not structured and then I can actually enjoy it because I'm not so anxious about, oh, I have to do all these things because I know that I already did them or they're not scheduled to be done. Yeah, Um, I completely agree. I think I was just having a conversation with somebody else about this the other day, this idea that structure gives you freedom. It doesn't make you more boxed in. And I think it's exactly like what you said. I could be the mom that sits on the couch at night with my family, but is thinking about all the things I didn't do for my business or the fact that I have to go grocery shopping tomorrow morning, whatever you're, you're thinking about when you're sitting on the couch, or I could be the mom that is present because I know that I've ticked all my boxes for the day and I've gotten done what I need to get done or the things that I didn't get done. I can move to a different part because I've prioritized the things that are important for the day. So I think that I love that I have another mom out there that is uh, a nerd about <laughs> strategy and yeah. routine and structure, because I really do think that it kind of gets this bad rap of being very mechanized and not free. But in the end, it really is the key to being a successful business owner and also being or feeling like a successful mom that is engaged and present with your family. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, that's probably my biggest business goal is that it doesn't take over my entire life. Like there is a time for business and there's a time to not be, you know, focused on your business. And that is what makes it uh, feasible to sustain it for a long period of time. Absolutely. I could not agree more. But as business owners, we always know that we have some places that we are really strong and there's places that we could grow. So where do you find your biggest area of growth when it comes to being a business owner? I mean, I think it's probably investing in myself. I was super nervous to do that at first because I thought that I could just do everything myself. I think I'm, I'm just a doer and a worker. And so I'm like, well, I'll just figure it out. But there comes a point where your capacity is just like, you just can't. And so I think asking for help and investing in myself, I wish I would have done it way earlier. Um, now, of course, you always learn from you know the mistakes that you make, but I have to remind myself that I, I really can't do all the things. And so I have to either outsource or reprioritize or just remember that it's okay not to do like every single thing that you think that you need to do. Yeah. And I think I, I am a hundred percent in that boat with you because I think this idea of just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it kind of thing. You know, like I, yeah, I can do Canva and I can edit my podcast and I can do all the social media or whatever it is, but is there somebody A that could do it better or B that could take it off your plate so that you can focus on something that is really your 100% zone of genius, what it is that you do best and the why of why you started this business. Why are you helping people? Are you trying to help people so that you can do your social media or so that you can do these other things? Or do you want to focus your time and energy on actually doing doing the thing, you know, that you started your business for. And I think that that's, you know, something that kind of gets lost sometimes when you're trying to do it all. And I, I love this. One of my coaches brought this up the one time she said, when you look at somebody who has a business, that is what you would strive to be. Are they doing it by themselves? And 100% of the time, the answer is no. So when you think about growing and scaling and it feels uncomfortable to delegate or hire somebody or bring somebody else on, 
you you have to think about like everybody else that's gone before you that has been successful doing something doing a business is they're not doing it by themselves not a single yeah. person so yeah it's just, it's just part of the growth process <laughs> yeah that's such a, a such a good reminder yeah okay so you did talk a little bit about how your business has evolved but if you were to go back to holly several years ago when you first started out in your side hustle what lesson that you've learned or sort of growth point that you've crossed would you emphasize to yourself from the beginning so i i think we talked about this a little bit but i would i would have hired a um a coach way earlier and i know everyone says they're a coach these days but there are truly some very helpful, like amazing leaders and mentors out there. And it kind of goes back to, I thought I could just figure it out myself, which I mean, I think I did, but it, it only gets you so far. And so you can, you can literally go back to my social media and you could see very visibly when I started investing in mentorship and, you know, working with different leaders and it, it just made such an enormous difference. But a, a part of that, that I did not really think that would come out of it is forming a community. So I've really been able to establish, I mean, even just our relationship, like having a community of people to ask questions to, or a community to be like, is this happening to you too? Or are you experiencing this also? Like, I think owning your own business by yourself is sort of lonely and scary at times. And so when you have somebody that you can ask a question to that you can trust and you know are gonna give you their true feedback, it just makes such a huge difference. Hey guys, really quick before we head into this last question, I wanted to apologize for the quality of my mic in these last few minutes. Luckily, Holly's is perfection and let's face it, you came to hear what she had had to say anyways. It's sort of the new networking, you know, this idea yeah. that you have a this worldwide reach of people that are maybe in aligned fields or similar fields or maybe even doing the exact same thing as you that you can ask questions to. And it's not necessarily that they're your competitors. They yeah. are your friends or your confidants or your, like you said, mentors. And, you know, there's going to be things that there's people that are going to be a little bit ahead of you that can help you. And then there's going to be people that are coming up behind you that you can help them. And if we just sort of keep that in mind, that idea of the community and building and coaching, um, investing, that's such a good yeah. way to investing in yourself and your business. It's yeah, you're absolutely right. The sooner you can get in on that train, the better I'm with you there. All right. So my final question for all the mom entrepreneurs I talk to is how do you make time in your schedule, in your busy, busy schedule for intentional family time or sort of balancing work and home life? Yeah. So you and I have actually talked about this, like time blocking is my like savior. And again, people like roll their eyes and they want this like fancy technique and it's not fancy. You just have to be consistent with it. And I literally every day, usually around, you know, six, when I'm like done with my day job, I sit down and I go through and I think about like, how did today go? What went well? What do I need to improve on? And then what does tomorrow look like? And I literally time block, like down to the time I wake up to when I go to bed, everything that needs to happen the next day. And it's everything from like, wake up, work out, write in your journal. And then, you know, like the 10 zoom calls that you have during the day. And then, <laughs> you know, at five o'clock, it's like, I try very hard to have, I call it a no phone zone. For the most part, I try from like five to seven. Typically my girls will watch a movie 
from like seven to seven 30. And so I'll, I'll answer emails during that time. Then at eight o'clock, my phone is down. Um, and people are like, how, you know, how do you build a business when you're not working at night? Well, I'm very intentional about my mornings and I'm very focused, I guess is what we were talking about, where I literally have like one or two tasks that I know I have to get done for my business. And I will do it before my day starts for the most part. Um, you know, I'll sneak in a couple of meetings here and there during the day, but if I don't take that time at the end of the day to either just disconnect and, and do something fun or just like stop working, I, like you can't sustain it. You just can't long-term. Well, I think as with anything, it's, it's baby steps. Like if somebody, if you gave your schedule to somebody else and said, this is how you do it. And this is where you start. They would probably be completely yeah. overwhelmed. But if instead you're like, okay, what I'm going to start is like, this is work block. This is family block. Okay. That's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that if you do that and then you get more refined and more refined, it's, it's just like with anything. If you just sort of say, you know what, this is going to be my focused work time. This is going to be my like less focused work time. This is going to be my family time. And I'm going to try to do that. And then I'm going to keep going back over and revisiting it and trying to make it work for me the best way that it can. And I did want to hit on really quick because I think it's really important what you said about, I think setting boundaries in the evenings. I think there's so many times when we as entrepreneurs think that we have to be 24 yeah. seven and it's just not true. And you know, there's that anxiety that if I'm not, if I'm not responding to text messages at 10 o'clock at night, that somehow I'm going to lose a client or I'm going to lose a potential. And the way that I look at it and the way that I've coached people is that then they're not your people. Exactly. You have the ability. That's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur that if people want to constantly talk to you now, this is hard if you've got time zones and things like that, that don't work out. But if people want to talk to you at seven 30 at night and that's sacred family time to you, and they don't understand that and they can't make it work for a different time, then they're not your people. And it's okay Yeah. because that's what getting really clear on that priority. And again, that loop of setting a priority, setting a, a time block, making sure that it all gets done and making sure you're hitting those priority tasks to make sure that your cup is filled so that you can then turn around and serve your community, that it all sort of works together in a cycle. And I think that if one of those parts is broken, you're not going to feel as successful. You're not going to feel as fulfilled. And you know it's just going to feel very, your business is going to feel stressful. It's not going to feel fun or exciting or right. happy. Like you set out and you wanted it to be from the very beginning. Yeah. So. And I always say a side hustle is a hustle, right? Because a side hustle is you're doing it on the side because you're doing something else. Either you're you know, at home with your kids, which is way more than a full-time job, or you're working full-time, or you're doing both um, now. And so it is a hustle, but you, you can't hustle all the time. Like you just can't. So that is, that is my mission. And if people want to know more about your mission, can you tell us where we can find you online and on social media? Yeah. So if you actually go to hollymariehaines.com, I have a side hustle starter kit there for you. And it has actually my time blocking method, my strategy and my social media systems that I talked about. You can grab it. It's right there on the homepage. And I'm also on Instagram at holly underscore Marie underscore Haynes. And Christy was actually on my podcast, which is Crush the Rush. And we will have links to all of Holly's social media and her amazing content that she has has to share for you in our show notes, which are available at businesssavvymama.com slash podcast. Just search for the episode, Holly Haynes. And Holly, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's always so fun talking strategy and, and productivity with you. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Business Savvy Mama podcast. Remember, if you'd like to pick up my free monthly family fun bucket list to help you create more fun, intentional family time, you can grab your worksheet at familyfun.businesssavvymama.com. And if you'd like to share family fun ideas from your family, be sure to tag me or DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for Business Savvy Mama. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the episodes to help you become the most fun, fulfilled, happiest, and savviest business mama around.